Welcome back to another episode of Car Care for the Clueless, coming to you via webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and this week we're going to be catching up with my emailers. You know, I really appreciate you sending in your questions, and I'd love to talk to each and every one of you, but I believe that all your emails deserve to be answered. So I'm going to play a little catch-up, and we're going to read the email, and we're going to give you some answers. You know, the reason why I started this show is because of my book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How You Can Make Money While Maintaining Your Vehicle. I'm a shop owner and an ASC technician. I'm so glad that I'm able to pass this knowledge on to you. Others who are going to be joining us, of course, our gadget guru, Peter Sudek, is going to be back. He's got a summer vacation travel gadget for us. And, of course, we're going to be discussing what products to put on your car or ask for to be installed on your car. We don't want you doing the work, of course. That's for professionals. Like I said, I don't do plumbing. I fix cars. So we want you to do the same. You stay to your forte and uh, let us, the professional automotive technicians, ASC certified, of course, do the work for you. But we're also going to be talking about nitrogen in your tires, should you or should you not. We're going to be discussing oil leaks. What's the best way to uh, find out where the oil's leaking from? And finally, we have one last question here. And it's basically along the same lines of the nitrogen in the tires is they're having a problem with their tire pressure monitoring system. So let's get on to our first email. Our first letter is from Fred from Massachusetts. And Fred writes, I had my oil changed out of my car at my regular garage. And this time, they insisted on putting nitrogen in my tires instead of just the regular air. The part I didn't like about it is they wanted to charge me extra for the nitrogen. Was I wrong in putting the nitrogen in my tires? They are telling me all the benefits and that it would improve my gas mileage, the car would ride better. What should I do? Well, Fred, first of all, um, nitrogen in tires has been around for a long, 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 long time. This is something new, though, in the automotive industry. In uh, stock cars, Formula One cars, it's, it's common practice. But it's new in the consumer end of the automotive industry. The reason why they say nitrogen is so great is because... The molecules are larger. It's great for industrial, for, uh, here we go, there's one that they give an example for. It's great for the military and aerospace industry. Um, I'm going to quote something from the Honda Service News about nitrogen inflation and their position. They have a reference number of HSN 0906-01, if anybody wants to look this up online, it's from Honda. And quoting them, it says, To meet the rigid safety and performance specs, the required tire inflation pressures are often very high, especially in the aerospace industry. The tire inflation pressure for NASA Space Shuttle, for example, 
is a whopping 315 PSI. Okay, let's think about this. Space shuttle's 315 PSI. We have a sonic boom every time it comes into our atmosphere to land over Canaveral, which the area in Florida I'm located, we hear very often. The interstate speed limit, 70 miles an hour. And the average tire pressure, we'll just say 35. So 315 versus 35, at least Mach 1 coming in, versus 70 miles an hour. These are, you cannot compare these apples to oranges. You know, I get brochures all the time at my shop in the mail for people who want to sell me nitrogen generators so I can put nitrogen air in my customers' tires. And along with those brochures, everyone likes to point out as improve your profits, and they tell you how much extra money after purchasing this nitrogen generator that you will get per tire. And they said if you sell it at $5 per tire, you're going to get X amount of profit. If you sell it at $10 a tire, you're going to get Y amount of profit. And that's where we're going to stop there because why do I want to sell my customers nitrogen in their tires where the car manufacturers have already confirmed that these nitrogen generators typically produce 95% purity plus when you install the nitrogen into the tires the tire is not into a vacuum so you still have atmospheric air in there they're not hermetically sealed in a vacuum that you can extract every ounce of atmospheric air out and then put the pure nitrogen in. It's not that scientific. You're still going to get atmospheric air in there. And what we're breathing right now while we're listening to this broadcast is 79% nitrogen as it is. And they also go on to say that the purity levels at 90% versus round numbers 80% of what we're already breathing. If you don't believe me, go on the Honda Service News uh, website. This is something that anybody can look up. There's a reference number. I'll give you that. It's HSN0906-1, Honda Service News. And, you know, they pretty well laid on the line. They say that, um, you know, it's great for the shuttle. But that's the space shuttle. The air pressure, they're claiming, is 315 PSI. Can you believe that? Our cars are only 35, by the way, on the average. And when they land, they need the nitrogen in there because the friction hitting that hot Florida asphalt going at tremendous speeds versus what we're going 70 miles an hour tops, folks. That's what we're supposed to be going, at least, some of us. And um, not my pop. And, um, you know, there's a huge difference here. So Honda, along with other manufacturers, they do not endorse the use of nitrogen. They go on to say that it's great for military use, for, you know, Formula One, for, for stock cars. It's great for that. But when it comes to you and me on the road, it really does not have any benefit. And then they say, oh, the ride. Well, you know, the ride 
is based on the tire. And the tires that are on our car are manufactured with atmospheric air in mind. Putting nitrogen in your tires is not going to make the vehicle ride smoother. Now the proper amount of air pressure in there is going to make the vehicle ride smoother. It's not going to have the tires oxidize. No, the exposure to the elements and age and the UV rays on our tires break the material down. It's said that if you have a leak, that it's going to make it leak not as quickly. Folks, when you get a nail or an object in your tire, it's going to leak. It doesn't care if there's nitrogen in there or atmospheric air. It doesn't care. It's, it's going to leak. You have to get it fixed right away. There's no two ways around that. They also claim that you don't have to air up as often because of the, well, tires are porous, if you didn't know. Well, everything's porous at one point or another, and tires are porous at one point. And instead of putting air in your tires once a month, they say you can put it in maybe every five to six weeks. Well, for $5, going back to that generator that I got the ad for in the paper, for $5 per tire, and plus they want me to come back for top-offs every five to six weeks, you know, I can think of a lot of things, and this is where the how-you-can-make-money thing, because you're not going to spend that money, and you're going to think of a lot of things you could have used that $40-plus for, on a vacation, in your savings account, shoes for us ladies, we love shoes, and uh, a whole plethora of things that we could use. I have another bulletin here from General Motors that uh, says, you know, regardless, quote unquote, regardless of the inflation media for the tires, atmospheric or nitrogen, it says inflation pressure maintained of the tires is critical, which we were talking about and that they uh, find that there's really uh, no reason why to add nitrogen if you just keep up on your tires. You know, none of the automobile manufacturers endorse this. None of the tire manufacturers that I can get the support to endorse nitrogen in your tires. Save the money. Use the atmospheric air. Your car has been designed for this. The tires have been designed for it. The rims have been designed for it. Don't be lazy. Have your air pressure checked once a month. Just pick a day like your birth date. And so the 6th of each month, I check the air pressure on my tires. It's real easy. And you know, we don't want you to do it personally. We want you to have your service center, your ASC Blue Seal shop, or your ASC uh, technician to check it for you because that's your job. And this is a freebie. This is all free along with the atmospheric air that you're putting in your tires. So please, before being convinced that this is the best thing, it's not. There's a bunch of bulletins regarding it. Um, Nobody's endorsing it at this time. And um, the only other thing that I want to say is that save your money, do the right thing for your car, don't go for gimmicks, and your car will not leave you in a lurch. It won't leave you stranded if you do the right thing. And that's for air, inflation, for maintenance, everything. Do the right thing. 
If you're just tuning in, this is Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and we are talking about nitrogen in our tires, our tire pressure monitoring system, and how we know which oil seal is leaking on our car. These are all email questions that we've received for Car Care for the Clueless. Let's continue on. Okay, our next letter is going to be from Hilga, and she's from Virginia. She was telling us on her Buick had an oil leak, and they were having her replace, well, let's see here. They had her replace the oil pan. They had her replace a seal on the valve covers, okay? And they said, she went on that they said that now she has to replace the rear main seal, well, when does this stop? How many seals are in her car? Well, Helga, let me tell you, your vehicle has dozens and dozens and dozens of seals throughout the engine itself and also with the accessories like power steering, the air conditioner, and so on. If you have an oil leak in a car, the proper way to diagnose it is to remove the oil residue. Have it done professionally. You can't do this anymore. There's too many components that are electrical on the car that if you get them wet, uh, you could just introduce more problems to a simple one you're trying to solve, is, which is an oil leak. Have this all cleaned off. And then there is a dye that you put in. You can touch it with your hands, but you might not want to because the... It's very fluorescent, and we use, well, we use gloves all the time at the shop, but if you happen to get a little on your arm from splashing when you open it, I mean, I guess that's what they would use in a dye pack at banks because the stuff does not come off. So they mix this in, this dye, in with whatever fluid may be leaking on your car, and if it's just a minor one. They may have you drive it around for a couple of days and then come back. And there's a black light that they put up to it so they can see exactly where it's leaking and where the trail goes to and see if it's running on another component that would be giving you a false positive. And think of it as back in the 70s, we used to have these posters. We used to have the black light and the poster would glow if you turned off all the lights. Well, this is the same concept as the black light posters. You have the dye in there, and it illuminates it, and you can be able to tell what's leaking. So I recommend to you, if you could have them add some dye into your engine oil, have everything cleaned off, of course, first, have some dye into your engine oil, and confirm, and they can show you where it's leaking, too, the Tell me you want to see it. You just go right out in that shop, of course, accompanied by a surface visor, and you tell them to show you where it's leaking because you may be just looking at some residue. So use the dye. Tell them to use the dye. Drive it around for a couple of days. And even if they don't clean it, if it's actually coming out of that orifice, you'll be able to tell. It, you, you can't miss this color. I have two uh, master techs who are colorblind, and they can even distinguish this dye color. It is very, very shocking yellow. 
It's very bright. So that's my recommendation to you, Helga, and I hope we helped. Next on our list of emailers is Candy from Florida. And she's got a Honda, and she said that it seems that every time she goes to get her car serviced, or just before, the tire pressure monitoring light, which is the TPMS tire pressure monitoring light, comes on her dash, and it has like a little tire tread and an exclamation point, and it's showing that her tires are low. Well, let me tell you. This is very important. When you see that come on, you have your tires checked. I don't care if you're having an oil change in the next week, two weeks, or whatever. Get your tires checked. Not only will it save you if you have an object in your tire from having a blowout, and you get a patch. Remember, you always patch from the inside. Also, it will increase your fuel economy because you want to back up to the pressure that's recommended on the inside of the door. So don't get upset when you see that light. It's there for a reason, and you need to follow the rules. I mean, you have a mechanical device that you're using, the car, mechanical device, and it has its mechanical limits. The newer cars, like your Honda, has little flags to let you know when something's starting to reach its mechanical limit. In this case, the tire pressure monitoring system light illuminating on your dash telling you that the tire pressure is low, it needs help. Don't ignore it, please. Um, don't reset them and think, well, I'll just reset it for a couple of weeks before I get my oil change. No, don't. Remember, you need to be checking your tire pressure every 30 days. Like I said, pick your birth date, the day you were born on, and each month go in on that day and have somebody put air in your tires. Air will seep out of your tires. It's naturally occurring, depending if it's hot or cold. will depend upon how quickly it seeps out. And also, the type of tire and manufacturer of tire will depend upon how quickly that you put air in your tires. So please, 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 for all of us and your safety, always pay attention to the tire pressure monitoring system when it illuminates on your dash. Thank you for writing, all of you. I really appreciate all these notes and... Uh, We'll get to a couple more next week, but uh, we're starting to run a little short on time, and we need to find out what Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, has for us this week. You know, a lot of us are getting ready to go on summer vacation. Some of us already are on summer vacation, and we want to have our cars prepped properly, and he's letting us know little things here and there that we can take with us to uh, help us out in case our car needs help on the side of the road. Hopefully not for any of us, but just in case, he's got some tips for us. So let's talk to Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hi, Pam. How are you today? Good. So what do you have for us this week? Uh, I have what is called a hide key I remember those. They still have those? Yes, they still have them out at the auto parts stores, yes. That's good. And uh, tell us how this would be... Uh, very inexpensive and useful for our listeners. Yes, basically it's a, a little box that you put a spare key in for mainly used for for cars. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it has magnets on the back side of it, and you attach it underneath the car. The magnets are strong enough to hold it on there, and it won't come off while you're driving. So that ca- that way, if you lock your keys in your car, you have a spare to get in. But it's mm-hmm. hidden somewhere that nobody else knows where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that That is a good idea because I know uh, down in the southeastern states, that a hurricane season uh, just kicked off, and we don't want to be without keys. You know, we're in a panic if we have to evacuate. We have to get our important papers. We have to get Fluffy and Fido. And all of a sudden, where are the car keys? So that's a good idea. You know, we have a spare set underneath that if we have to get ourselves out of a jam, there it is. Yep, definitely what you need in there is to have a... Have your ignition key if your car comes with a separate door key or a key fob you know the remote portion of it have that in there as well if it's if you got enough room or a manual door key make sure you've got both in there so that way you don't get stuck and you know you actually could have two you could have one key for the ignition hidden in the car and have a key made just to open up the car itself yeah that's even the, better yet yeah just for the door itself yeah mm-hmm. and hide the ignition key in the car yeah mm-hmm. i also uh you know this is great for people who are in the northern tier and out west that if you have an issue with the blizzard or whatever and there again you're running around and you need to find your keys because you have a firestorm or a snowstorm and which i don't think you'd evacuate with a snowstorm you actually kind of bunker down but if you have a firestorm and you have to get out of Dodge, you know, you have a backup. So this is very important. And um, the other thing that the hide a key, you don't want to put it around the engine compartment. Am I wrong, Peter? No, because the casing is made of plastic and it gets very hot under the hood and it would probably definitely melt. So mm-hmm. definitely hide it underneath the car. You can hide it. In the fender well, I've seen some people do that. Um, hide it actually underneath the vehicle. Um, sometimes they put them in the back or behind the bumper if you have metal bumpers. Yeah, the fender well is where the uh, the inset where the wheel's at, for yeah. those who don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's a very good idea, too. Plus, we don't want, if we do a random uh, oil change, we don't want somebody saying, hey, there's a hide-a-key, and uh, they have your information. Yeah. And all of a sudden, definitely put it in a place that no, nobody's going to see it where it's obvious. But you know, it is important because we all are very, very busy that uh, either write it down <laughs> where you have hidden this because, you know, what are the chances you're going to use it? But it's there just in case. You know, it's a million and one chance, and you want that millionth of a chance. But you got to remember where it's at. And if you're busy, and you forget it's not going to do you a lot of good. So write it down or tell a relative or a trusted friend where it's at, help yeah. you out. Yep, that would be a good idea if you got a trusted neighbor in case you're wondering where you put it. They could have it written down, you know, posted their, put it in a drawer somewhere, and you can go to them and say, I have my hide key in the car, but I forgot where I put it. Where's that note I gave you? And then they can go to their drawer and pull the note out, and it's like, ah, that's where I put it. Okay. That's a good idea. You know, um, it's funny you brought this up because we publish a hurricane guide every year. 
mm-hmm. that um, Women's Board Car Care Council gave us a national award for. And that's one of the items from the uh, hurricane guide. That's pretty good. That's very good, yes. Yeah, it's a very useful item. Um, save you a lot of time, save you a lot of energy, get you out of a jam. And, you know, uh, you can even probably uh, hide a uh, house key in the car if you ever get locked out. You know, get a second hide a key and stick it in the car somewhere underneath a seat or uh, underneath a carpet or something, you know, so nobody can find it. That'd definitely be another alternative. Yeah, have the car and get one for the house as well, just in case. You get locked out, you come out through the garage, and then shut the garage door, and then realize you don't have your house keys with you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-oh. So we, you know, we, we all can have those uh, yeah. moments, and um, just think of the money you would save by not having to deal with the, the time as well, not dealing with the locksmith. Yeah, the time and expense of getting a locksmith out there while you're just sitting outside. Oh yeah, stewing and thinking how your own house. Yeah, how stupid you were because you just locked yourself out because you had a million and one things going on (laughs) in your head. That's that's an excellent idea, the the hide a key, and it's economically priced for our listeners. Absolutely, and it's it's very very useful. Yes. Well, thank you, Peter. Thank you for. joining us again today and we look forward to talking to you next week okay pam thank you thank you take care so for my pam's automotive moment i want to reflect back on that first letter from fred from massachusetts fred was getting his vehicle serviced and all of a sudden they were trying to insist that he purchase nitrogen for his tires there was a book that i read quite a while back and it said within the first five seconds you make up your mind, no matter if it's something you're reading, you're looking at, etc. And that includes decision putting nitrogen in your tires. If you don't know and you're like, well, wait a minute, then you stop and you do wait. And if you want to find out more about it, you ask somebody. And remember, you ask all those questions. And if you don't understand, you ask again. Don't get pressured into putting something on your car that you don't understand or doing something with your car that you don't understand. You ask the questions first. You wouldn't have a doctor say, oh, we need to do surgery, and you're like, oh, okay, and then not ask them why. Complications, reactions, the procedure, how does this affect you in the future? I mean, you're asking that doctor a bunch of questions. So why aren't you asking your ASC certified technician these same questions? Ask until you understand. It's extremely important. It's going to save you a ton of money. It really will in the long run. So please ask questions. Don't feel pressured. I don't know where the time has gone today, but I appreciate you tuning in to Car Care for the Clueless and Look back in our archives on webtalkradio.net to see other shows and other topics that we cover. In the future, uh, what we got up and coming, we're going to talk about the good old-fashioned tune-up and where did it go. Of course, Peter Sudak and our gadget guru is going to be back with us with another summer vacation gadget for our vehicle. We're going to answer more emails from our listeners 
and this is Pam Oaks. I'm host of Car Care for the Clueless, and I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you have any questions that you'd like for me to answer on air or give you a call, please uh, email me at carcare4clueless. That's the word car care, the number four, clueless at AOL.com, carcare4clueless. Also, if you'd like to purchase my book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How You Can Make Money While Maintaining Your Vehicle, go to amazonbooks.com backslash books, or you can go to my shop website, pamsmotorcity.net, or to our carecareforthecluelist.com, all spelled out, one word, and you have links there. You can purchase our book, and hopefully that will help you out a lot, as it has many. It's available in paperback. You can download it onto your digital media, onto your Kindle. It's all available, and it's all to help you. So you too can be a savvy car care consumer. Until next week, take care.